Good morning and welcome in, everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of Scripture from the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 1 through 5 and verse 10 says this, Now concerning the things whereof you wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. The wife hath not power of her own body, but the husband. And likewise also the husband hath not power of his own body, but the wife. Defraud ye not one the other, except it be with consent for a time, that ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together again that Satan tempt you not for your incontinency. And unto the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord, let not the wife depart from her husband. In a Christian marriage, your body and the sexual rights to it belong to your spouse. And I've always taught that if you have no desire sexually for someone, then uh, there is really no need to get married because you can remain close friends. Marriage is about the physical union between a man and his wife. And when you marry each other, your spouse is expecting to have sexual relations with you. You're required to render to your spouse the sexual gratification that happens between married couples. Upon marriage, you are no longer in control of your body because your spouse has sexual rights to enjoy God's benevolence. And it is a way to alleviate the burning sexual desires that certain people may experience and avoid fornication or other behaviors that are outside of our faith. Remember that God created sexuality, and the bed is completely undefiled during marriage. And marriage is a union that can only be dissolved through death. When the two of you are wed, the spouse becomes your property. Well, they belong to you. As much as anything else you may possess, they must render, which means to provide or to give, their body in a sexual nature to their spouse. A husband may come home from work and desire supper, and a faithful wife provides for his hunger. A wife may ask her husband for certain things for the home, and he provides for her physical needs. Well, the same is true in the bedroom. To deny your spouse sexual relationships with yourself denies the purpose and function of marriage. As a professing Christian, it reveals not only a state of rebellion against the will of God, but a complete lack of divine charity within the heart. In that act, you're defrauding your spouse of their marital rights that are granted to them by God. To defraud is to withhold wrongfully from another what is due to them, or to prevent one wrongfully from obtaining what he may justly claim. If you were to work 80 hours at a certain wage, but then on payday the employer only gave you half of what was rightfully due to you, I mean, how are you going to feel? You'd probably be upset, wouldn't you? That's why defrauding others is a sin. The same is true in marriage. You enter into a marriage uh, expecting to engage in sexuality with your spouse, but then are denied the thing for which you wed in the first place. They withhold what is due and rightfully yours to enjoy or go as far as to eventually divorce you. That is what it means to defraud another, and it will be punished by God. Let's look at an example from the scriptures of some laborers who were defrauded of what was rightfully theirs. They went to work expecting something, but they didn't receive it. 
James 5, 1 through 4 says, Go to now, you rich men. Weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is cankered and the rust of them shall be a witness against you and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. You have heaped treasure together for the last days. Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, crieth. And the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. You, you're not to defraud a brother in any matter, including defrauding a spouse in the bedroom. When someone causes another to suffer because they withhold what is rightfully theirs, God will most certainly avenge them. God is not mocked, and as a perfect and just judge, he will quickly reward the proud doer according to their works. 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 5 uh, verse 6 says this, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also have forewarned you and testified. One of God's commandments can be violated right within one's own bedroom by defrauding their spouse. Mark 10 verse 19 says, Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not. Unlike other sins that may only be committed one time, defrauding a spouse day by day is to commit the same sin against them over and over again. It is a perpetual state of sin, unless repented of and forsaken. And this is one reason it is commanded by Christ that a wife must not depart her husband, because she'd be defrauding of him what belongs to him, herself. And the longer she is away from him, the more sins she commits. Scripture says, Unto the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord let not the wife depart from her husband. If she is an unbaptized unbeliever, you know, there is the possibility that she might leave you eventually. And uh, that's behavior which can be expected, but certainly not from any woman who names the name of Christ Jesus as their Lord. Christian women are forbidden from departing their duty to their marriage and to their husbands. There is no special loophole provided that justifies this sinful behavior, because it only proves the lack of divine charity for your spouse. Fulfilling the Christian life has nothing to do about how people treat you. It has everything to do with abiding in God's will. Even if your husband were an unbeliever who was living in immorality and sin, the Christian wife is not to abandon his side. God has stationed her there to win him to the faith through her loyalty, her reverence, and obedience to his will in everything. We also must remember that each of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and there are numerous sins that might be committed by either spouse during a marriage. Not that you want that to happen, but but uh, what keeps the marriage together is confession and remission and reconciliation. The refusal to forgive your spouse upon the admission of their faults will incur the wrath of God. The next time that you ask God for forgiveness, so refuse to grant it, which ultimately will result in the loss of one's eternal salvation. Men are the head of the household. And they are to command their homes completely, but 
When it comes to sexuality with your wife, she has control over your body. You must allow her to enjoy your physical nature whenever she may need it. A wife, on the other hand, is to submit completely to her husband as a lord of the home. And when he has physical needs, she needs to lovingly remove his temptations by fulfilling his sexual desires. When it comes to the hours in each day, sexuality is a small part of marriage compared to other things, but it is a much-needed requirement and a divine right that must never be withheld from each other. To do, it, uh, to do this is to sin against the commands of Christ Jesus. It is to defile the institution of love and the reason why marriage was created by God. So, love one another. Hug one another. Forgive one another. Whatever you do, don't ever give your precious bride or your handsome groom the cold shoulder. Let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLKJBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We're not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups. You can get our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose that you can find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to you, and Lord willing, we'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.